0: Welcome to Between Our Thighs, a sex-positive website advocating for global sexual inclusivity. I'm your host, Em, and I'll be taking you on a podcast journey that delves into the world of sex, dating, relationships, you name it, all in the hopes of creating a safe space for our listeners to gain information and answer their questions on a large number of topics. So, without further ado, here is today's episode. Guess what? Bottoming doesn't have to be stressful. Regardless of gender or sexual orientation, bottoms tend to freak out about making sure that they're always squeaky clean. This often comes at the expense of your favorite foods and eating well. Sometimes people avoid eating altogether. Today, we're chatting with Alex Hall, chief bottom officer of the incredible cooking show, The Bottoms Digest, to prove that you can have your cake and eat it too. And yes, that pun was definitely intended. He's here to prove that you can take care of your body, have a healthy and tasty diet, and still power through your sex life as a bottom in full gear. After all, who doesn't want to benefit from the extra energy that you can have during sex? So without further ado, let's dive into things. Hi, Alex. How are you?
1: Good. How are you?
0: I'm great. Did you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. So my name's Alex Hall. I own and operate my slutty little cooking show called <laughs> The Bottoms <laughs> Digest. I'm from Houston, Texas. Um, I'm actually back in Texas now. I'm in Austin currently. Uh, I just moved back after, well, really during COVID. Um, I was living in New York City for a few years, and I have a background in graphic design, um, but I've always, always, always loved to cook. I've been cooking my whole life. Even when I lived in New York, I cooked every single day, which is like unheard of in New York City.
0: <laughs> Amazing.
1: So that's just like a my elevator pitch, I guess, of me. <gasps>
0: So what inspired the Bottoms Digest?
1: Oh, yes. I actually love this question because it actually happened in New York. I love being a graphic designer and I love the work of it, but I didn't really uh, see myself doing that forever, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So I really was like, you know, I was actually cooking in my apartment in New York. (laughs) Of Um, course. Right. I was like in Mm -hmm. the middle of cooking. I was probably a little stoned and I was like having a little <laughs> midlife crisis at probably 26. So not that midlife <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it. Um, but I was just like, you know, what am I going to do forever? And, you know, I don't really believe in forever careers either. But I was like, what am I going to do that's not ever going to burn out yeah. for me? And it really dawned on me while I was cooking that cooking is the thing I love to do the most. But I also have a background in bartending and working in restaurants. Mm hmm. So, I knew that I didn't want to be back in the industry like that because I personally felt like I've paid my dues with that and I don't want to do it like that. And I had been working remote for years. So, in order to keep being remote, I found that I could create my own little food show. So, I started to ask myself, what is like niche and like what solves a problem? And it really was like a light bulb moment because I am my customer. Um, I do identify as a bottom. And I was like, you know what? There is no one feeding us. When you go like Google stuff, food that's good for anal sex, it's always the same. It's just like fiber, mm-hmm. salad, drink lots of water. And exact So boring. <clears throat> and growing up in the South, I really lean on comfort food so much. So, I really wanted to make comfort food that was exciting and bottom friendly while still being like high fiber, typically dairy free. I do use butter, um, but I don't use any milk or cheese or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. You can easily set out the butter so that when you like actually look up food that's bottom friendly, you can find things like macaroni, biscuits and gravy, stuff like that, because I'm sick of salad. I never want one <laughs> to begin with, um, to be honest with you. Um and I'm not willing to starve either. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I eat more food than honestly anyone I know. And I also love to have sex a lot. So they have to go hand in hand. And I don't, I just know too many people that legit starve themselves all day or change their whole routine just to go typically have sex with a stranger, even, which is cool. Like, do it. But,
0: Not at the expense of your happiness with food.
1: Oh, my God. I know. And they really do go hand in hand. Like, they really stroke all the senses for us. So Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people – I don't know how people can really give up food to go have anal sex. It's just – it's impossible, and you don't have to. That's what we're trying to – that's what we're trying to solve around here.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And on that note, actually, who can be a bottom?
1: Oh. Anyone can be a bottom, legit, (laughs) anyone. So it's really misconstrued that it's just gay men that have Mm -hmm. anal sex. That is a huge, huge no-no. It is everyone, trans people, women, hetero women, even hetero men. I know lots of hetero men that engage in anal play with their girlfriends, their wives, randos, (laughs) anyone in between. Hello pegging. (laughs) Um, We've all seen the episode of Broad City. Um, like that's an iconic episode because it really opens people's minds to, oh, it really isn't just gay men. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's an awesome episode. Like she like (laughs) opens his dishwasher and he's got, or like she like washes his, our, uh, yeah, his like peg in the dishwasher. Like that's an awesome episode. So it really is anyone we all can benefit from that. <laughs> from a little backdoor play to be honest. And also it's awesome for a lot some women like some women really you know especially in Texas we're dealing with an abortion rights crisis here in this yeah. state and they really it's one way to still get pleasure and to not get pregnant also yeah so there's lots of benefits to it. It's super fun. That's just one little benefit but anyone can be a bottom to answer that.
0: Very true. Uh. Do you dread painful penetration? Then Onut is for you. Made of soft and stretchy body-safe polymer that's also BPA, phthalate, and latex-free, Onut consists of four stackable rings that can fit together or come apart as needed to make adjustments. It's even available as both the standard and wider set size. The penetrating partner, or sex toy, stretches the o-nuts externally over the shaft and down to the base where it acts as a soft, cushioning buffer between the partner's bodies. By adding or removing rings, users can customize the depth of penetration, either vaginally or anally, to discover a combination that feels ideal for you both. Folks with penises typically don't notice much of a difference in sensation, as o-nut is designed to feel just like skin. That means it feels just like full penetration and is perfect for easing into penetrative sex during foreplay. By removing the element of unwanted discomfort and pain from penetrative sex, partners can feel more confident and the wearer can remove worry about putting their partner through unnecessary pain. This leads to the freedom to let go with one another, be totally in the moment, and have full sexual enjoyment. You can save $7 off your o purchase today by using the code between our thighs at checkout on onut.co. That's O-H-N-U-T dot C-O. Get ready to take your physical comfort to the next level with your o set. How do you personally go about creating your recipes and mastering the whole filming process? to get it out to us all
1: oh god it's so much work um (laughs) i love it but damn it's a lot of work Uh, it's a lot of planning i could not do any of it without my husband he is the director of our show he does a lot of the camera work if Mm -hmm. not all of it to be honest um he does all of our photography also wow he keeps me in check when things aren't going well on set um (laughs) and in terms of developing it just kind of depends. Um, so with my background as a graphic designer and working on a communications team, I like really know how to put together a social calendar. So I'll look to the month ahead to see what could be interesting, what kind of holidays are coming up, what kind of editorial stuff's coming up. Are there any trends going on on TikTok that I should know about? Things like that. After I like checked all those boxes off, really, I start to think about nostalgic stuff. That's why I have a lot of recipes that are nostalgic like macaroni and cheese and stroganoff Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But then I start to do a lot of research and research could be anything like I could. I don't steal recipes, that's for sure. But I might go look through cookbooks and I might look through blogs and stuff like that. And I'll typically make someone's recipe the way they intended right off the bat and try it and see how that worked out. And I like take it as a learning opportunity to see like what they did to get their result. And I might do that with like five different recipes. Like let's take like cheesecake, for instance, I might do that with five different cheesecakes and I'll take things that I know about dairy free cooking, like using cashews and stuff like that. And I might take some of my favorite techniques that other people use and put those in. So it's a lot of research and a lot of development. We test our recipes We don't always get what we want the first time, um, by any means. So after we do get something that's workable or looks great or tastes great and it works for me and it is certified bottom friendly through me, I then take it to an amazing test group that I have here in Austin, Texas. I have a test group of 10 people that are all queer. Um, a couple of them are trans and a lot of them have IBS, (laughs) which is amazing. Um, So they're really perfect to test on. I love them so much. Um, So I take the food to them. And as long as it passes a 90% pass rate of, so nine out of 10 of them, especially the ones that have IBS, I then bring it to y'all. So I will write a layout with my husband for the episode. We shoot it. We give it to our queer video editor. I used to do all the video editing up until they came along. They've been, updating i mean they've been editing our last three episodes which has been a huge help because as i have just word vomited to you it's so much work (laughs) Um, so much work but it's about a month turnaround for each recipe to be honest um so i mean i'm posting a recipe in a couple days and i developed it over a month ago so It's a lot of work. It's a ton of fun, though, and I love it. We are, like, I always say we're always cooking, like, as a joke, but, like, we are, like, legit always cooking, (laughs) like, always.
0: That's not even a lie.
1: (laughs) Not a lie at all. And the testing part is so important to me because, to me, it's really important that it's ethical and that we Mm -hmm. actually do test these recipes because it's already so hard for people that identify as bottoms or people that want to have anal sex and they go do the research, and there's just no food out there. So yeah. I don't want them to run across my show or my, my webpage or anything like that and start making these recipes, and then it ends up being a disaster. We want to be ethical. We want people to eat these things and have a good time. We all have different bodies, but at least we've tried our yep. best to test mm-hmm. what we can.
0: I feel like 10 plus you and your husband, that's 12 people. Yeah. That's a pretty good size test group.
1: I would say so. I mean, I'm pretty happy with it. Obviously, like I would like it to be even bigger one day um, and diversify even more. But for now, it's pretty good. Um, And I actually don't think there's a lot of people out there that are testing their recipes like we do. So I'm pretty proud of that process, actually. That's amazing. Thank you.
0: No problem. Looking to support a woman-owned, woman-operated company that launched during a time when women's pleasure wasn't centred in most adult product brands? It's time to check out Sportsheets. Focusing on pleasure and BDSM, Sheets products encourage sexual exploration for folks of all ages, shapes and sizes, sexual orientation, and backgrounds. In fact, the original Sportsheet helped couples try safe bondage, and now their 350-plus products continue to focus on safe performance. Their positionary devices can help make sex accessible to everyone, making it a brand that we can truly get behind our listeners supporting. If you want to try their incredible products for yourself, you can save 20% off your order by using the code thighs at checkout on sportsheets.com. That's 20% off your entire order with the code between our thighs on S P O R T S H E E T S dot com. Obviously, food definitely affects your digestive system, everybody's digestive system. Right. Um, which can make things a little funky in the intestines. And that can then make being a bottom awkward. Yeah. <laughs> as you know. So what are the foods that we should definitely be avoiding during even the most tame quote unquote anal play?
1: Right. So that's a great question because that's what the bomb digest is really all about. A lot of people always, they always talk about poop in the bedroom, but that's really not the only thing at all. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people really bypass bloating and gas. Like that for me is the worst part. Yep our motto is shit happens. Like, <laughs> and my godmother has this great saying, like, don't go swimming if you don't want to get wet. So it's the same <laughs> with anal play, but you want to be comfortable because even if there's like a little bit of residue, like that doesn't mean it's uncomfortable. It's that yeah. bloating and gas. Oh my God. That can make it feel like daggers. Yeah. So you want to stay away from cruciferous vegetables at all costs. <laughs> um, things like broccoli and Brussels mm-hmm. sprouts, You want to try to stay away from legumes like beans. Those things are just like, they're going to make it really uncomfortable. And if you like look at our recipes, a lot of people assume we would use whole wheat flour, but we actually use kind of a combination or we try to go gluten free or like all kinds of stuff because whole wheat stuff can also cause a lot of gas. In my biscuits episode, we actually ended up running with a full white flour biscuit Because across our test group, it had way less gas and bloating. The whole wheat biscuit test even made me super bloated for like at least an hour. So those are definitely the things you're going to want to stay away from. And then in my opinion, dairy makes cleanup a nightmare. So I understand that butter is technically a dairy, but it's really not the same as milk or cheese.
0: It's true. Yeah,
1: Yeah. so you really don't want to be messing with those. Obviously, we have a lot of spontaneity in life and we can't control everything. (laughs) So don't like beat yourself up if everything wasn't perfect that day and you didn't get the diet perfectly down that day. But if you do know that you typically hook up with people after you go to the club or if you do know that you're going to be getting into something later, a few hours out, you know, eat something a little different. But also, like if you know your body, right? Like yeah. if you know if green beans are gonna fuck you up, <laughs> like don't have them. <laughs> don't they're, have not them. A, they're not even a cruciferous vegetable. But if you know that about yourself, don't do it. I, I talk about meat too a lot. Um, we actually just dropped our first meat recipe, I wanna say two or three weeks ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I identify as a very light flexitarian, I don't flex <laughs> off of my vegetarianness often at all maybe once every other month, especially just to like taste what I'm making. But if you're going to have meat even, you need to really pair it with something high fiber because meat has no fiber at all. So it too will make cleanup not fun. So you really want to be taking in that fiber. That one's kind of like a two-part answer because I don't want to say don't have meat if you don't ever plan on going away from that. Um, But if you are going to have it, Like we did this chicken salad sandwich recipe using a rotisserie chicken, but we used super high fiber bread. We used high fiber natural foods like apple and celery and all that in it. And then we even added ground flaxseed to it. And we used vegan mayonnaise so that there weren't eggs, which are awful for guests. Um, So (laughs) yeah, it was totally planned out. It really worked out um, super well. It was, it actually got great results. So if you're going to mess with meat, you got to pair it with high fiber
0: for sure A healthy society is one that celebrates pleasure. After founding Emojibator in 2016, the company learned how quickly their products could deliver countless health benefits while empowering their customers with orgasms worth celebrating. If you seek self-pleasure, the playful and the perfect gift or simply embracing your inner vegan You've come to the right place. They offer a variety of emoji-shaped sex toys for a variety of different uses and for all genders. We also love how the company offers period care products, accessories like bondage robe pasties, and lubricants, including their own branded lube, fuck sauce, that's spelled P-H-U-K-S-A-U-S. You can save 15% off your purchase on EmojiBator.com by using the code thighs at checkout. That's Between Our Thighs for 15% off Emojibaiter.com. On your website and social as well, you talk about FODMAPs. Did you want to talk about how those can turn your sex life sour?
1: So that's really like in the same light of what we just talked about. The FOD maps are so that's actually from the IBS community. They really helped me see a whole new light to this because when I launched the Bond digest I'm not gonna lie, I didn't even consider IBS, which I is crazy. You think I would. Um it's actually very rampant in the <laughs> queer community because A lot of people, unfortunately, over-douche and they long-term give themselves IBS, which sucks. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are also born with it. And like, I can go all day on that one. But a lot of people on TikTok with IBS found my channel and it started to really benefit them. So I pivoted to developing a lot of our recipes as best as we can. We don't always develop them this way. But we Mm -hmm. try to make our recipes low FODMAP from the beginning. So, you know, like I just said, a lot of the cruciferous vegetables are not low FODMAP. Um they are very high FODMAP actually. Beans are high FODMAP, dairy yeah. is high FODMAP. So, those things are what cause the bloating and gas that are, is just like beyond uncomfortable without a dick in you <laughs> or without a strap on <laughs> in you. Like it's just uncomfortable to even sit with it. To just exist. Yeah, yeah. so I follow an amazing TikToker who is an IBS dietitian and she is the one that I found out about like using green onion instead of regular onion because onion is super high FODMAP. um, But green onion is super low FODMAP. I found out about using oyster mushrooms, which are very low FODMAP over all other mushrooms, which are very high FODMAP. So we try to incorporate that in because if it is IBS friendly, it can almost be 100% guaranteed that it's bottom friendly. But I will say the IBS diet can be quite limiting. Not everyone has IBS by any means. So we try to like make recipes that can be for other people too. So we will mark when things are vegan, when things are vegetarian, when things are low FODMAP, when things are IBS friendly, um, to try to be that place for bottoms that everyone has something that they can get.
0: Yeah. And even if a recipe is vegetarian, it's very easy to substitute for like vegan butter or yeah. a vegan egg alternative.
1: Absolutely. We always say that in our recipes because a lot of the times it's one or two ingredients away from being mm-hmm. vegan because egg and butter is the only thing we do use occasionally um, in our recipes. But it's the same with the FODMAPs. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, there's so many vegan and vegetarian recipes that when I look at that, that's why we don't identify as a vegan or vegetarian channel also because a lot of vegan and vegetarian recipes are not bottom-friendly like because they're just full of cruciferous vegetables. Yeah. They're full of all kinds of stuff that we've been talking about this whole time. I mean, vegetarian diets technically have dairy in them still, so – that's not going to cut it. So you can substitute lots of things out pretty easily. Um, I actually encourage my audience all the time to reach out to me and ask me if they need substitutions, because I've been cooking for over 20 years now. So Mm -hmm. you know, I I hope I know. (laughs) And if I don't, I can typically Google stuff pretty fast that I with my experience of cooking can help my audience understand better. Because sometimes when someone doesn't You don't know who is super new to cooking on the other side of the screen, Mm -hmm. and I don't want them to go like find something that I know if I had seen it, I'd be like, no, that recipe's crap. Like, (laughs) don't do that. If I can go find an answer for them, Mm -hmm. um, I try to, but the substitutions are typically so easy.
0: Ever wonder why sex toys are so boring in appearance? We're not talking about wild contraptions sticking out from different angles or even funky colors, but more so about how visually appealing they are. For the most part, they're just not cute. This is why we love cute little fuckers toys. Each one is designed to be so adorable that it could literally be left on your dresser without raising any eyebrows. Each toy is designed not only to bring a smile to your face from looking at it, but of course also from using it. With deep vibrations coming from 100% body-safe silicone toys, these cute little fuckers are inclusive to all bodies regardless of gender identity or physical accessibility. It's really no wonder that thousands of people are falling in love with these designs. Interested in seeing what all this well-deserved hype is about? You can save $5 off your order by using the code BETWEENOURTHIGHS at checkout on cutelittlefuckers.com. That's $5 off your order with the code between our thighs on cute little fuckers.com. And what are your go-to substitutions to make foods more bottom friendly things like dairy or trading meat for fiber or stuff like
1: that? Yeah, totally. Um, so my go-to, especially with like, for instance, milk, I use pea protein milk. Love it. Yes, oh, it's so much thicker. It is a perfect substitution for milk. Um, it can easily be turned into buttermilk by mixing vinegar into it, also.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, yes, yeah, so easy. You can squeeze a lemon in it, and it's buttermilk all of a sudden. Um, wow. So that's one of my biggest go tos. Another one is like actually what I just said when I, anytime I need to use onion, If I can, I'll try to do like a hybrid of shallot and green onion instead of yellow onion. Yeah. And then for anything with meat, I add ground flaxseed into it. It has no flavor. Sometimes it can change the color. So you have to be wary of that. But that's why I try to use it in things like chicken salad sandwich where the mayonnaise Mm -hmm. like the saucy part (laughs) of it would like disguise it. Even in my pepper gravy, I add chia seeds into it because the Mm -hmm. chia seeds look like pepper, (laughs) um, but they add a ton (laughs) of fiber. Some other things that I love to do just to make things even more bottom friendly is I do hybrids of all kinds of stuff. So when I bake, I'll do, for instance, there's a pie crust that I make that calls for 150 grams of flour. I'll do 100 grams of white flour and 50 grams of whole wheat flour. It brings the fiber up quite a bit without Bringing in that gas element of too much wheat flour, like I mentioned or the whole wheat flour. I mean, yeah. but then with pastas, I actually did a cacio e pepe recipe a couple of, uh, about a oh, month wow. ago, I think. And this is one of my favorite things to do on Earth. Um, I actually did a TikTok live uh, yesterday of me cleaning out my fridge, and I had spaghetti leftover. And I love to do pasta hybrids, so pasta can be not so bottom-friendly for the gas purpose. Mm -hmm. So you have to play that one kind of, depending on how your body is. I personally don't have any symptoms from pasta, but I do know people that do. One thing that I love to do, and this is what I did in the Couture Pepe episode, was I mix equal parts of the pasta with equal parts of like spaghetti squash. And the spaghetti squash lends a very natural fiber. Spaghetti squash is low FODMAP. It makes you feel like you can have a lot of pasta, but it's half of it spaghetti squash. I don't know. I'm not that person. I just said I don't like salad. I like, I'm not that person that's like, let's have a bowl of zoodles. You can easily just do half zoodle, half regular pasta and mix that together. And it, it is a huge difference. I do that with lasagna. I will do like one layer of lasagna noodles. And then the next layer will be like sheets of zucchini noodles. Oh, clever. Yeah, I love doing the hybrids. It's all about balance in this world. Mm -hmm. And I think that for people that have sensitivities to things like spaghetti or pasta or anything like that, if they maybe try cutting it in half and substituting the other half with things like zoodles or spaghetti squash or anything like that, I think it could really help with um, a lot of those issues. So we do that with our flour. We try to just find a happy balance with things like that.
0: And what's your favorite recipe that you've shared with your audience so far?
1: Oh, my gosh. I love this question. Um, (laughs) I've gotten asked this question so many times, and I stand by this answer. It is my very first episode. It's my Alfredo. So growing up, um, my mom made the best Alfredo I've ever had so good and Alfredo is not like a <laughs> it's not like an authentic Italian recipe by any no. means right <laughs> no, like, so good I don't need people like yelling at me about that we all know that it's not um like a lot of us had it at Olive Garden for the first time when we were kids let's be <laughs> honest so but my mom made a homemade one that was like to die for and half of my family's from Louisiana so she had like a Cajun twist on it but as I got older, And as I like grew into an older teenager, I became very lactose intolerant. So I had a really hard time dealing with it and dealing with it. I mean, eating it. And then also like (laughs) having sex as an older teenager. I was like, when I, when I hit like 17 and I was like having sex and I was like, why is this awful all the time? And I was like, (laughs) it's because you're eating dairy. So later, like actually just a couple years ago, um when I was living in New York, I actually went vegetarian in New York because meat was so expensive that I stopped buying meat and I really felt amazing from it and I really was craving my mom's alfredo and although I said vegetarian I still wasn't eating dairy. Mm-hmm. So I developed this uh recipe. I found lots of recipes out there using cauliflower to make it, but I didn't like the proportions and I didn't like what a lot of them were doing with it. So we developed our own Alfredo recipe and I actually made it for my mom one time pretty recently, like a year ago. And I was just like, oh, here's the Alfredo. And like she ate it and she was like, oh my God, this is the best one you've made yet. And I was like, fun fact, it is 100% (laughs) dairy-free. It has not a lick of dairy in it. So that was really exciting to see this recipe that took me forever to get down when I was a kid cooking. Because making it was a bitch. It would like curdle. It was not Mm fun. And by it felt like by the time I finally mastered it, I'd become dairy free. (laughs) So right. So I'd like completely pivoted. Um, So it was really cool to see this like full circle moment with a recipe like that, because that's what food is all about. It's about like home and growing up and like memory and nostalgia and all that. So um, it was really cool to see my mom love it so much not really even realize that it was any different which is the whole mission of the bomb side jest yeah. is that the food doesn't taste any different and that was why I decided to launch with it i was like this is my favorite recipe growing up <laughs> it's a huge accomplishment to have been able to make this um the way that i grew up having it but in a completely different way um and it was really like It's really tight with our mission. So I love that recipe so much. And I'll probably be redoing it in the next few months as like a... Can't wait. Yes. Thank you.
0: And it got the mom seal of approval.
1: Right. Exactly. It's like what we're all fighting for (laughs) out here. So my mom loves the show. It's hilarious. Um, She like pitched me... She pitches me so many ideas all the time that I think are actually more inappropriate than even we bring to the table. So... I love that because at first I was like, God, how is she gonna like take this? I mean, obviously, like she knows her son is like a Scorpio slut. And I, like <laughs> I still wasn't like, Hey mom, like I'm gonna basically <laughs> be a sex worker of the culinary world. Um and she like loves it though. So it was really exciting. She was like the first one on my TikTok live yesterday. So Oh
0: my I'm, god, like, I love it.
1: It's so funny. But Glad to have her support, and I'm glad that she loves the recipe so much because it's inspired off of hers.
0: Have you heard about the Adventure Challenge? They have scratch-off adventures for any relationship—romantic, family, friends, and even solo— each book is a scratch-off keepsake with 50 unique adventures, which allow you to explore outside of your habits. We had the pleasure of trying out the Couples Edition and loved it. Whether as a birthday present, something for the holidays, or even as a just because, the Adventure Challenge Couples Edition is such an amazing way to find new, unique date ideas while simultaneously strengthening your relationship and creating meaningful memories. Once you scratch the date off, there's no take the most exciting part is that you don't know what you'll be doing until you scratch it off. Save 10% off your purchase on theadventurechallenge.com, regardless of which book you choose to buy, by using the code thighs at checkout. That's Between Our Thighs for 10% off. What do you find are the benefits of cooking both for relationships and for your own self-care?
1: Oh, that's a nice question. Um, so Funny enough, you mentioned the relationship part, because um, I think in queer culture, anonymous sex and like hooking up and all that is very prominent as part of our culture. And I love it, to be honest with you. But I had mentioned earlier that I was a bartender and I bartended at, they're called gay bars, but I like to call them queer bars as we progress in this society. Um, I worked at queer bars and I wasn't, I never really hooked up and stuff because I was a really well-known bartender and I didn't really want people dragging my reputation around town, <laughs> yep. um, to especially affecting my livelihood and my tips. So yeah. I would typically go on a date with someone and the second date, I would actually usually have them over and I would cook them dinner because I found it to be super sensual to cook for someone mm-hmm. and then them watch you balance this act of getting it done um, and like actually serving the food up hot, I would like really get off on like watching them watch me cook and then like plopping the food down and then having it and then like the double get off of like watching them be so into like, what <laughs> I just made. Um, so that's just that part of the relationship, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's also like the familiar part of it all. And then like, just the daily life of it that I now have with my husband where we sit down and have dinner every day. I think that food plays 1 million percent the most important part of our lives. We can't even Mm -hmm. sit down and talk to each other without the fuel to do so. (laughs) Um, So that's why I'm like gagged all the time that some of these bottoms are out here not eating a damn thing and then going and hooking up. I'm like, I would pass out. (laughs) (laughs) I would literally like get too dizzy. Um, So in terms of relationship, I think that food has a powerful element of it all, either from the very start to the very end, whatever that means for you. Um, (laughs) For me, it means getting into bed. So I I love that part. And then for the part of self-care, I love, love, love that question because the number one comment I used to get when I first started was, why would I change my diet for a top? And this is called the Bottoms Digest, not the Tops Digest. It is Mm -hmm. about the bottom and it's about feeling good. And my argument to that comment is you already changed your diet. You were already starving yourself. You were already doing, you were jumping through fiery hoops. In fact, (laughs) I'm trying to not make it so fiery and I'm trying to give you more options. So in terms of self-care, I really think that this is to make you feel comfortable while having sex. like it's it's one million percent meant to be for that. you're It's supposed to reduce the bloating and gas one. Second, we will try to make your intestines as clean as possible and to make cleanup easier for you. But I like to talk about that a lot on my show to eliminate the stigma and the shame that goes with it because mm-hmm. it really sucks for people when that does happen and they feel embarrassed about it because it's like, of course it would happen. Again, you went swimming <laughs> and you got wet. Like no, <laughs> no surprise. There's so, no surprise. <laughs> right. So I like to bring that up so that that can hopefully eliminate the shame part because when you bring the shamed part down or, and or eliminate it, That is its Mm -hmm. own self-care. You feel confident and you feel prepared. And I can't think of a better formula to feel sexy also. So those lend themselves to great self-care. But, you know, just the act of cooking alone, I think people just eat out so much and they don't, you know, something will taste healthy and there's like a ton of fat in it because they just like glopped oil in it for taste. And I think cooking is a really great way to just slow down, meditate a little bit on what you're doing and then to also reap the benefits of what you just put in all this effort for i think it's just really like an amazing way to treat yourself and other people by indulging in great food not just boring food like that again that's why we try to do comfort nostalgic food i think that is a really great way to hit self-care but I think on my last note about self-care is we also remind our audience that you don't have to eat like this every day. Like yeah. I said that cruciferous vegetables are not bottom friendly, but they are also insanely good for you. Like, I don't want to tell people that they've got to eat like this every day because, like, for me, for instance, I have a busy day. I know I'm not gonna be having sex today. I'm gonna honestly eat pretty much whatever I want today. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a great way to have self-care. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't restrict yourself all the time. So it's the same with this. Like this is meant to be a substitution in your life Mm -hmm. for those days, not permanently.
0: Yeah, for sure. And with the holidays coming up, did you want to share the number one recipe that you'll be whipping up this season?
1: Oh my gosh. I've got so many coming out. Um, I'm actually going to teeter on the side of, um, surprise for that. uh, (laughs) Okay. uh, We've got so many coming out and I like to compete with the other people that are doing holiday recipes. (laughs) Um, So we, we do have a couple of your like very classic ones. Mm -hmm. um, But I am trying to um, look at what other countries do for their holidays also and see what kind of other holiday foods that I've never ventured into. Obviously, we will not be appropriating anything. We'll be giving credit where credit is due. um, And we'll talk about our inspiration and where it came from and that country's culture and all that. But I'll give you that kind of little insider tip is that I am actually trying to look at more different holiday food this time. Because, you know, part of our audience is in Australia. Part of our audience is in China. Part of our audience is in Italy. And we can't assume that everyone does... First off, no one outside of America does Thanksgiving, so I can't (laughs) can't really do that. Um, So I am trying to look at other cultures and um, countries' holiday food to see what they do so we can kind of mix it up a little bit and also figure out ways to maybe make those bottom-friendly. So tune in.
0: (laughs) You know I will. (laughs) Yes. Between our thighs, our ultimate goal is sex positivism, Mm -hmm. and of course, that idea of sex positivity is different for everybody. So, I want to know what does sex positivity mean to you?
1: Ooh, um, (laughs) sex positivity for me is one hundred percent confidence. I think that that is why, like, because sex can mean a lot for anyone. Also, like, it could be penetrative; it could not be. Um, it could just be foreplay, it could be just sitting together and talking. Um, some people really you never know. We have all kinds of kinks out there. So <laughs> yep. but for me, like I think just doing it confidently and feeling you're most confident is what really makes the pleasure part like twofold, um, if not tenfold, honestly. So, I think that's why I really wanted to start this food show was because it boosts your confidence that you feel prepared and ready, which Mm -hmm. is what makes you feel sexy. I think that confidence has a huge play in sex positivity because you just want to feel like I think consent really becomes the center of it all when Mm -hmm. you're feeling confident because you feel like you've made the right decision. You feel like the person you're with is trustworthy. That's all stemmed from confidence, in my opinion. Um, consent is probably rule number one, if not rule yep. ground rule zero ground
0: rule. <laughs>
1: um, for sex positivity. So I think a close second at that point is confidence. Um, and yeah, I think that's what it means for me to be, especially with bottoming, because there's there's such a stigma about how much preparation we used to have to do. I think it's time to just be a little more confident that you're you're working with what you got, <laughs> you ate what you tried to eat today, and you're just feeling good about it.
0: Go forward and blossom.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Blossom all over their face, please. <laughs> um, Love it. So,
0: In your opinion, building off of that, how can you become more sex positive?
1: Ooh, interesting. Actually, I actually haven't thought about that. Because I'm like a Scorpio, and I'm married to a Scorpio, and I operate a sex food show, and my background is in abortion rights. So I'm like, (laughs) I like talking about a lot of Scorpio energy. Like I talk about sex all day, every day for like four years now. Um, I think one way for me to become more sex positive is to just find out about all the other ways people engage. Um, for me, I'm definitely like penetrative. Like that is what is sex for me but I Mm -hmm. constantly feel like I'm learning so much about other people's definition of sex and what it is for them I just recently found out about like this type of edging that I'd never heard about that is like it's amazing honestly I mean (laughs) I just constantly feel like I'm learning about stuff like that so I think that's my way of becoming more sex positive is to just always hear my audience just like right back to the IBS gaggle They really educated me on something I'd missed on before. So I think that there's a lot of opportunity for me to continue to learn about what sex means for other people, what that Mm. act is like, what consent means for other people. Um, I mean, shit, consent is wild for uh, for, uh, BDSM. Yes, BDSM. I was going to (laughs) say that and I was like, that sounds wrong. Um, So like... There's so many different types of consent even within that community. So yeah, um, that's my way of becoming more sex positive is just always be open-minded and continue to learn from everyone else.
0: Amazing. Do you have any concluding thoughts?
1: Yeah. Um, we just finished our website. That was quite the lift. Um, I finished designing the website. My husband did all the writing for it. So I'm very excited. Um, we're launching our website this week. It's thebottomsdigest.com um super excited so now there's a place for you all to go to get the recipes so please keep watching the tiktok please watch all the youtube episodes but you don't have to, like, write everything down the whole time. Um, now you can go to our website and get it. And no, it's not that kind of blog where you have to scroll 100 miles to get to the actual recipe. The we, whole,
0: like, novel before Yeah, the we don't recipe. do any of
1: that shit. We are not like, it's creamy, it's delicious, it's scrumptious. We're just like, here's the recipe, here's the instructions, here's a beautiful picture of it. Um, it's very UX friendly as, as a cook, I hate those types of blogs. Um, they drive me crazy. So definitely thought about that in mind. And then also check out our YouTube. We, a lot of people don't realize that we actually do a lot of full length episodes of our recipes that you see on TikTok and Instagram. So we have like 10 to 20 minute long episodes that are super funny, super fun. Um, we're actually they are. they're great. Uh, thank you so much. We, <laughs> You're welcome. We have the best time doing them, honestly. Um, we actually broke over a thousand subscribers super recently. So, amazing! Congrats! Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Um, we're actually laying out a new layout for the episodes too. We're doing more of a um, actual cooking show style. Oh, cool! Direct to camera. Um, just actually cooking, and I'm talking while I'm cooking, and I'm explaining what I'm doing. So I'm really excited about the new formula and then on tiktok we're just bottoms digest not the bottoms digest although it will still come up and then on instagram the bottoms digest we will be getting a twitter eventually i'm not ready but everyone's (laughs) like you're missing out on all the sex worker community and i'm like you're so right um so we will get a twitter soon um probably no facebook anytime soon sorry y'all um not really missing out on there, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but there's not much going on there. Yeah, I'm like, listen, come to TikTok and Instagram, y'all. Um, <laughs> so those are the big ones, though. And we are also releasing our merchandise very, very soon. Um, so awesome. please stay in the loop and follow us so that you know when that comes out because we're in the process of getting our samples so that we make sure everything's to our standard. And then y'all will get to see all of our cool aprons and dish towels and swag and shirts and tank tops, all kinds of stuff. So I'm super excited about that.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this information and being so open and candid.
1: Absolutely. And thanks for having me. I had a great time
0: thanks for listening to this episode of the between our thighs podcast to learn more about what we talked about today as well as for additional free resources and materials head over to www.betweenourthighs.com if you enjoy today's show, please leave us a review and subscribe to our feed. Until next time.